Brothers. One podcast. It's Smackmouth Fantasy Football. Hey, Smackmouth Dynasty League. <laughs> that was so creepy. <laughs> I'm your commissioner. That's right. 2-0 this week. Time to party. Joined by your co-commissioner, also 2-0 this week. Time to party. I'm Sean, the GM of the Warmest Regards, joined by Connor, the GM of the fantasy football team. Hello. I mean, this just shows why we have a a, a global podcast about fantasy football. (laughs) There was a little dance party over there. Let's celebrate. (laughs) Cool in the game. Let's go. Let's start, baby. Yes. Y'all asked for it. You get the party. You get the party. Oh, tonight on your show, our show, this glorious Wednesday night, we have the week six reviews, some league news, though not as much as last week, a week seven breakdown with the bipocalypse, league uh, redraft news pirate league update and dad jokes connor anything sounds, to say before it just sounds into- like a it sounds like a great show um fantasy football is amazing Woo-hoo! yeah <laughs> yeah 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 oh 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 don't hurt yourself we were just talking about how you That's your athletic prowess ASMR. Did that sound that sound like what your intro was? <laughs> hey guys. Ah, <Hey>, <laughs> uh, let's get in. All right. Well, I, I'll 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 start up the review. the review. Weekly review. We had a uh, well, it was supposed to be a. Uh, the top matchup of the week combined nine and one on the season coming in here. Um, the end, well, one of them had to lose, obviously, but this week it was it was time for the new hotness to to cool down a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's right. New hotness. Excuse me. The new hotness ended up. It's supposed to be one of the best matches of the week. Like I said earlier. Ended up being a, pretty much a blowout, and it would have been way worse if uh, his savior C.D. Lamb didn't just go berserk for so good for thirty seven points and the wide receiver won on the week. Um, I would just like to give I would like to give this time to give credit to Will preseason. He was talking about C.D. Lamb will be the number one in Dallas. Uh, Will, you are correct. CD is 100% the number one. Um, but unfortunately, I have had to report him for insider trading. I I didn't know if we were going to make that public knowledge or not, but that's okay. We can uh, discuss that and take it out of his winnings, and that goes to the commissioners for the fine. 
Um, anyways, well, to the matchup, <clears throat> Will only had three people in single digits, which is really good. Um, but he also only had one player with over 23 points, and that was the aforementioned CeeDee Lamb. Um, and that's just not enough. That was not enough firepower against Dilly Dilly. Um, another injury to New Hotness is running back committee, one that literally came to the team this past week. He hadn't even You're been. welcome. He hadn't even been to the facilities for that long. His family's probably not have moved down to the new hotness location. I don't even think he had the name on the back of his jersey. That's, I mean, they threw him in there, and they threw him in there too quickly, evidently. Um, I mean, get a chance is, to stretch before the game. Is the new hotness too hot for running backs? Ooh, little cramping issues. Are you saying getting yeah, dehydrated well, I mean, with all the hot? I mean, they're. They're the ones running on the ground with new hotness. So maybe that ground in the, the new hotness mm. is just too much for him. It's all lower body injuries. Cool it down a little um, bit. So I'm saying he now has four running backs on the IR. Get those guys. Those some running backs. Um, Travis Eaton, just so to enlighten y'all, remember, fresh in the memory, Travis Etienne out. Uh, Raheem Mostert out. Those both would have been starters. Now Cream Hunt out. For probably, I think it said four to six weeks. And then a solid running back in a PPR league, uh, James White was also out or is also out for the year. So we'll see how that goes. He can't really blame bye weeks. I know this is the first one where there was at least a couple bye weeks. The only people that were on the bench because of byes were Corey Davis and Mike Davis, the, the Davis cousins. Um, however, he would have beaten seven other teams this week, including my team. Um, but like we've said all year, you get you all you can do is beat the team in front of, in in front of you, and and he couldn't do that this week. Nope. Uh, brought him down to five and one. What a bum! On the on the other side, dilly dilly, um, dilly dilly. They are that's four wins in a row now. They are on a hot streak for sure. Josh Allen is leading it this today. Or sorry, this past week, basically 35 points, QB1. Kirk Cousins, almost 35 points, QB2. And then you guessed it, beginning of the season, you knew this was going to be the, the one of the top running backs of the of the of the league this year. Uh Leonard Fournette was <laughs> got 32 points and was RB2. Those three people were 51% of the total team's total points. Um, so when you get over a 30 burger from three different people. That's a pretty good start, especially in a big matchup like this for the Dilly Dillies. Two of his big three wide receivers, that would be DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, and Terry McLaurin. Two of three went over 20 points and was a wide receiver eight and 13. Uh, the surprise of the week for Dylan was definitely Khalil Herbert. Did not see that coming out. Uh, he boomed for 19 carries, 97 yards, a touchdown, and a couple catches. So, ended up being the RB11 on the week. And he was on – that was a – I don't know if he drafted him, but he was on a taxi squad and got called up, I believe, um, leaving his taxi squad to only have two people now. Um, and then – then this is just interesting. So, uh, Will had three people in single digits. Dylan had four people, four players in single digits. But like we mentioned, those those few blow-up games can help cover it all. Um, seven of his 11 players 
Um, seven of other players in double digits, sorry. Those seven people that were in double digits, so not counting the the four, they were all outscored their projection. So it wasn't wasn't like someone just skated by. Their his whole team performed well. Um, I'm not sure if I said the final score. Final score is 197 dilly dilly to 167 uh, for the the new um, warmness. Oh, new warmness. Yes. Yep. That takes us to the first. Well, I guess we're not in divisions anymore this uh, next few weeks. Nope. The first matchup I will review is Waller Waller Make You Holler versus Nompen Bulldogs, where the Bulldogs smashed once again 218 to 133, the league high uh, for this last week in points. And David continues to lead the league in points on the backs of his backs, if you know what I mean. Henry Cook and Harris combined for 85.6 points. That is the RB1, 5, and 8 on the season. Oh, yeah, and let's not forget, he has the RB3 sitting on the bench in old Corduroy Patterson. Um, he was on a bye yeah, in he's, week six. He's the RB3, and he was on a bye in week six. Yeah, so he has one and less game. And I traded him for Robbie else. Anderson. He has one less game than everybody else needs ah. the RB3. <laughs> That's crazy. Um also had huge big weeks from Cooper Cup, who was the wide receiver two. Noah Fant was the tight end one on the season or on the uh, week, excuse me. And now, and then Antonio Brown was the wide receiver six on the uh, week. So just big weeks throughout his uh, roster. And then Jacoby Myers, who he, uh, we will talk about later, but traded for uh, late last week, still can't find the end zone though he got closer with a two-point conversion. He also had a touchdown called back. So the poor guy. Gosh. Uh, I saw I some stat. NFL record for number of yards without a touchdown. Yeah, basically the same thing. He said there's, like in the last 70 years, there's only three people that have over 1,000 yards with no touchdowns, and he's one of them. And yeah. uh, the other two people played in the league for like 10-plus years. And had like triple the amount of catches that he had. It's insane. Yeah. So David dominated. Uh, he went up against Ryan and Waller Waller. Uh, this was Waller Waller's first uh, official or first week after officially announcing his tank job. And it appears to be going uh, just as planned, scoring only 133 points. Dak continues to dominate, hoping to set this team up for success in future years. He was the QB three on the week and is now the QB eight on the season. Uh, Waller Waller only had five players in double digits um, and the RBs really struggled. His RBs this week were Chase Edmonds, James Connor, the Arizona duo, and then Javante Williams. Those three only combined for 26.3 points. Mm. Do the math. That's roughly uh, just under nine points per player. Did that in my head, quick math. And then, wow. uh, Darren Waller, the namesake, continues to underperform. Uh, he has fallen down to the tight end five on the season. So what a bum. I, I, I would like to mention, I, I heard a stat about him. If you take out week one, so just week two on, he's like the tight, tight end nine or ten. Still not Which bad. is not bad, but not what you wanted whenever you drafted him in the third round, I believe. 
is whenever no, he got him. So um, I would guess that the general manager of Waller Waller has had a sit down discussion with Darren Dar- Darren Darren Waller. Yep, Darren. Darren. Yep. For some reason, that did not sound right in my head. <laughs> Uh, I believe the GM of Waller Waller Make You Holler has had a sit down with with uh, our guy Darren and probably told him, you know, it's okay if you want to take it easy the rest of this season. We're we're looking forward to the future and we need you healthy next year. So he is he is twenty nine already. Well, tight ends as uh, Travis Kels has showed us can. Well, play. Travis Kelsey is also the best of all time. Um, so Kels. Travis uh, Kels, it's not Kelsey, it's Kels. I don't understand the reference, but okay. He told us in the offseason his name was Kels. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, on to the next one. Supposed to be some, well, it was the projections were supposed to be a blowout, and it ended up being just that. The Big Rippers, who were 3-2 and two against the Grocery Baggers, the projection was a 30-point a, a win by the Big Rippers, and uh, they they really ripped a big one and ended up blowing it out by a solid forty points, one seventy to one thirty is the final. Uh, Baxter survived identical four point seven point weeks from his Mike and Mike duo that did great last week. Um, obviously, again he didn't need them by any means, and he still scored one seventy, meaning he would beat. And beaten eight other teams this week, so definitely not taking anything away from Big Rippers. But uh, looks like it's going to be a little up and down from the Mike Will- from Mike Williams and Mike Evans. They both had two catches for twenty-seven yards. Uh, I mean, talk about being in sync. Um, however, a show out from Daryl Williams, who was not expected with the obviously Ceh is out, but Daryl Williams. Uh, Popped off for almost 24 points, and then Cortland Sutton came in big with on 14 targets, had eight catches, 94 yards, and one touchdown. Um, Sean, in the preseason, we were talking about his weeks. Definitely, his weakest spot was the tight end, right? Well, yeah. this week he had the tight end five, six, and 15 on the week. Um, he had. Two of them. He had two of those starting. He had Ricky Seals-Jones, which is a great pickup. Hunter Henry, who's been – thank you for the Seals. Hunter Henry, who's been uh, pretty consistent, double digits the last three games. Um, and then he did not start his boy, uh, Orange Juice Howard, and who got – was actually almost 17 points on the week. Um and then his last pick that he traded for a second rounder, Robert Tanyan. Bob. Uh, Bob Tanyan had three points. So he, he was the, his low scoring. Really sucks um, this year. Yes, he has. And But, you know, that second rounder. Uh, and then lastly, uh, Kyler Murray has been a great quarterback on the season. Uh, today was just a – You'd call it an average game for him. I feel like it was under 30 points. It's just, it's just under, so 29.76. But QB6 on the week is QB5 on the season. I think it's a great pickup. He could only get more. I know people have been talking about how he's not running as much as he did last year, so that can kind of take some of the points away in the games that he does not throw very well. Um, on to the baggers, who seems like they are about to just bag it in. Uh, the baggers are struggling. 
this is their fourth loss in a row. It's it's not a good time. They started two and zero, I believe. Yeah, and have not won since. So rough, rough go for them. His old running backs of Mark Ingram and Melvin Gordon got a, I would call it a very average week, getting ten points apiece. Uh, no quarterback two and and starting someone that actually didn't even play this week in uh, Kenny Galladay will definitely not help you win anything. But even if he had both of those, I don't know if he would have that would have surmounted a, a twenty point lead. Um, is it time for Amon to give up, Sean? Um, hot take. I think Amon has given up. Oh, have we seen him in the chat recently? Doesn't That's appear fair. like he's setting his lineup. Mm. Didn't place a bid on Geno Smith. Yeah. Does Eamon even know yeah. that we're playing fantasy football? I don't know. He's he he's in and out. Sometimes he's here, sometimes he's not. Eamon, if you hear this this podcast, at least throw something in the chat. You know, just make sure you're or, live. You know, just over read there. it because you haven't been in there all day. There you go. That's big facts from the commish. Mm. Um Anyways, back to the the not did, so good. Uh, I will say he did comment yesterday to throw some shade on you, saying Eason had a solid minus one points this season before he got cut. Oh, by he the did, Colts. and who just got picked up by the Seattle Seahawks? He's back. Real glad that I didn't accept that one dollar uh, fab trade offer from Amon. <laughs> That would have been awesome. Man. I almost did it just to be funny because I was like, well, who's going to pick up this guy? Like, he's – like, everyone's got their guys. And I mean, shame I on Eamon for not making it $2. I think I, I think my uh, – I think what I sent – my counter was a 2024 fourth for Eason, and I give him $10. And he didn't accept that? And he did not accept that. So, wow. Um, let Old me make move. sure that I have cleared that out so this doesn't go live. And um, I would have yes, jumped he, on he, that one. He did not accept that. So, I also sent the same thing to Will. I sent a 2024. I received a 2024 fourth for Jacob Eason, and five, and I would send him five dollars. Hmm. But no bites. It's okay. I made a mistake of not taking a second rounder from Baxter earlier this offseason. You would think um, that this is totally off topic. We have we have gone off the rails. You would mm-hmm. think that Tom Brady would be retired by 2024, but who knows at this rate? Yeah, I mean, true. We'll, we'll have to see. Um, to wrap up the baggers, I'll just say six of his 10 active starters, because one did not play, scored below their projections. Um I, I, I do have a question. Is this because of the trade for Mahomes? Do you think this affects his team, or do you think this is merely because of his phone dying and being a bad general manager? <laughs> I Let's just say I don't think it's because of the trade. His trade has ended okay. up pretty good because of Mahomes and then DJ Moore, who has been true. lighting it up this season. So Very true. Um, I, and I, I did mention here, Mahomes is still the QB1 this season. However, um, unlike what you would want your first overall pick, the first overall pick to blow everyone else out of the water, he is only the number QB1 by three points behind Josh Allen or in front of Josh Allen and old man Tom Brady. So there's the baggers. I don't know. 
um, if he's going to officially call it in like the Waller Waller make you holler and start selling his older players or or whoever they want. But uh, we'll see. I've been getting some crazy questions from the Waller Waller general manager as far as um, trade ideas. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know if he's been reaching out to anybody else in the league, but they are. Like trade offers? Like he's offering you trade? Like he's like, what? It, what? It, can I do this? Or do you think anybody would do this? And then, <laughs> I mean, one thing I had to just say, no, you can't do that. <laughs> okay. Trying to do a little under the table? Kind wanna, of. A... Well, do you want me to – should we talk about now or in the league news? We'll wait till the league news. We'll yeah, wait till the league news. Let me make We're a note so we don't forget. That. It's pretty funny. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the – people that are bagging it in and their reasons to do that. Okay. Um, Next we got, you got your matchup looks like. Yes. Like a way of the season. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Two and four, baby. Here we go. Uh, Did, what what were we talking about in the, before you start, what were you, what were we talking about in the chat this week about humbleness and whatnot in the fantasy gods? I'm just celebrating in the moment. I'm not looking oh, forward. Okay. I'm not saying that I'm not making any uh, you know proclamations as to how the rest okay. of the season is going. Gotcha. Uh, but my team deserves this. It's been a rough season. Warmest yeah. regards defeated soldier fields uh, honorably, of course, uh, with uh, a score of 175 to 159. Um, we'll say it does sound like Katrina and Soldier Fields uh, was on a little bit of a weekend trip this weekend, possibly in. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah. Out in Los, Vegas. Uh, Vegas. They were. Uh, it appears Vegas is still undefeated. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, Sean, or me, I am now Sean, finally got another win after two straight losses in which the team scored over 180 points. Uh, the first matchup without Kareem Hunt. Saw the two remaining starting RBs, Jonathan Taylor and Daryl Henderson, combined for 56.5 points. JT was RB3 on the, on the week, and Daryl was RB6 on the week, so two top 10 running backs never hurt anybody. And then uh, TJ Hawkinson, uh, I wouldn't say he's, he's gotten his nickname back yet, um, but he's, he's getting closer. He somewhat returned to form with 15.4 points in week six. That's after a combined 15.4 points in the last three weeks. Wow. So, so would you, is he like the, is he just the hawkness now? Yeah. He's, he's not, got, not he's the hawkness. monster yet. He's definitely not the monster, but we can call him yep. hawkness. Yes. Um, and then last note on the warmest regards is I can't tell if Jalen Rager sucks or he sucks because Jalen Hurts sucks. Um, mm-hmm. Time will tell on that one. On to Soldier Fields, Katrina, after two straight wins, she was two and three coming into the matchup. The losing returned to make the Soldiers two and four. Uh, Lamar, probably the biggest disappointment, uh, disappointed in the blowout win that they had, uh, the Ravens had against the Chargers, only had 13.8 points. TDs, all the TDs for the Ravens went to the running backs. Uh, you like those TDs? You, you, want, you want some of the TDs? You want to touch the TDs? <laughs> I caught Connor laughing about the TDs. <laughs> Connor's a big tits guy, remember? So he loves the TDs. 
The Titans, yes. <laughs> Who we will talk about later. But the Titans. Anyways, all the touchdowns went to basically all the running backs on the roster. That was Lev Bell, who Katrina just cut last week, by the way. Uh, and he's now back on the active roster after being reverted to the practice squad. Uh, Devontae mm-hmm. Freeman and Latavius Murray all had running back touchdowns or and then Lamar had two interceptions, so that did not help things. Uh, highest scoring wide receiver was Connor, not Keenan, not uh, Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, oh, not Kadarius Tony, Khalif Kader- oh. Raymond, my man, he Khalif was on the Titans Raymond, last year. Uh, had twelve point two points on six catches. Uh, not not a good week when your best receiver scores twelve point two points. Or that's your highest scoring receiver. Uh, on a bright note, Gesicki looked good in old London town. Hello. I'm going to London, throw the ball to Gesicki. Gesicki had, he, he had 20.5 points on the week and was a TE2. What a week in the London town for Gesicki. All right, I Jimmy, now back to you. I want to, like, doggy for it, but it's, I feel like it's a good action. Not bad. Not bad. I had to get into it a little bit, but now that I'm here, it's not bad at all. All right. Well, for for me over here in Washington, Oklahoma, we're going to go with the four and one Jamar Rule versus the one and four, the fantasy football team. Um, This one was pretty dang close to projection. Can we hit it for you? Can we hit it for you? (laughs) I think I think I'm good. I I, I'm. We'll talk. We can talk about how. It really six one half dozen the other. We'll talk about that later once we get to the end to my part. Um, but I mean, both teams were pretty much five six points in their projection, projections. Uh, my team, the fantasy football team, won one sixty one to one twenty eight. Uh, Jake survived the first mini by apocalypse, um, mainly because he has all saints. Um, as Sean has said, as the Saints go, so does Jamar. And this week, the Saints are on by, which means zero points. When the Saints um, go marching down, so does Jake. There you go. Uh, with that, seven of his 11 starters scored under their projections and gave him over 60 points less than the past three weeks. So he's last three weeks, he's been averaging around 192 each week. And this week, he got 128. So definitely down those weeks. Obviously, he was in Vegas anyways. Um, I think he was in Vegas. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he is because David and Alicia were there as well. Um, anyways, some bright spots on his on his team. Uh, Bourne had 15 point, 15 and a half points on the bench, mainly because of a 75-yard touchdown. Donovan People-Jones had 28 points on the bench. And and Tua really started off his team on a good foot. On and where were they at, Sean? London Town. Yep, they were over there. They were playing in the stadium of the Tottenham Hotspurs. There you go. Um, But Tua on on like his first game back, twenty five points fantasy wise, uh, pretty solid. That's good. Um, And I I would say this is just a this is simply a a write off week for the for Jamar Rule. It's it's just whatever. I don't think 
their GM or their players uh, really cared. Um, and then Connor, myself, even with a win, still in the middle of the pack. I only would have beaten five other teams on the week, um, def- or five total teams on the week. Um, Sean, we were talking about this other day. Is since David and Sean, David and and Dylan are, have such good records, like they're going to be the first two out of my conference, and then after that, it goes straight to points. Well, I'm like, I'm down by the tanker of all tankers, Mister Antonio. Uh, in terms of I have starting least... roster points, yes. Yes, you are. Yeah. So um, that's not going to help me get in the playoffs because, right, that's just starting roster po- yeah. points is the playoffs. Yeah. So um, I, need to have, I need to have really good second two-thirds of the season, and, and we'll see what we can do. However, on this week, the Joes came through. Mr. Burrow was QB5 with almost 31. Uh, Mr. Mixon was the RB4 with a little over 27. James Robinson and, and Brandon Cooks. Robinson was the RB12 with 20, and Cooks was the RB19 with 18. Um, I feel like it's that that turned out to be a pretty decent trade. Um, I know Ruggs is doing pretty well for Antonio. And then um, A.J. Dillon always has a chance to, to come in if Aaron Jones has any injuries or anything like that, as well as those seconds. So, well, I mean, I'm happy James Robinson, trade. I would guess, is having a better season than you anticipated him having. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, I was hoping for a high-end RB2. Yeah. And I think he's closer to RB1 numbers. I mean, he, he looks good. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He looks good. He looks like they should not have paid the price of a first-round running back. Yeah. And instead of worked on their defense or something in the back end of the first round. But I'm not a real GM, so we'll see. And then on the sad note, another injury for Julio. That trade, on the other hand, is not working out how I was uh, planning on it. Really, the whole Titans receiving core isn't working out how I planned on it. Now, you made that trade before before he went to uh, the Titans, right? He was still in Atlanta when you made that trade? No, I'm pretty sure it was like a week or two after he went to Mm. the Titans. Okay. Um, but anyways, uh, and as well as that, my big three wide receivers, talking about A.J. Brown, Mari Cooper, and Allen Robinson, who I thought were my big three. Um, A.J. finally showed up a little bit, had about 16 points. Uh, however, Amari and, and Allen Robinson, all three of them haven't, haven't had a good week. Uh, Amari's first week was solid, but other than that, um, we'll see. Uh, there's, there's still potential in my roster. We'll see. Uh, if, if it actually comes together, and like like we mentioned a little bit before, I got to score a bunch of points to be able to make it in the playoffs at all. So uh, we'll see if my team can make a push. Uh, good news is AJ Brown looked pretty good in the second half on Monday night. So and that was with flu. I mean, uh, that was his food poisoning game. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, was it Chipotle? <laughs> I can't remember who it was that said it, but they said they had to make sure there was uh, plenty of toilet paper around for AJ because apparently it was. Uh, well, I heard a little bit. I legit heard that it, it, the food poisoning came from Chipotle. So any of y'all Chipotle people, um, I wonder if you got the new brisket. Better. Forgot the new brisket. It wasn't fully cooked or something. Mm-hmm. 
On to the last matchup of the week against uh, was the replacements against the Dirty South Spartans. And boy, the Spartans put up a week. They had themselves a week. <coughs> Beat the replacements 182 to 92. So 90 point victory. And Katie is back to their winning ways. Now at three and three. Carried by her wide receivers, Waddle, Thielen, Deontay, A.J. Green, who were all top 16 receivers on mm-hmm. the week. Uh, Waddle and Thielen were actually the wide receivers three and four. Very impressive. QBs continued to struggle for the Spartans with Tannehill and Heineke in the starting lineup. Um, however, Kelsey, I mean, excuse me, Kels, Travis Kels, 17.9 points. He's the tight end one on the season by six points and almost 30 points more than the tight end three on the season. He is an asset to have for sure. Antonio had no starting quarterback in week six, uh, playing Trey Lance up there. The highest score was uh, Henry Ruggs at 20.7 points. Pretty good week from old Henri. And then uh, can we say it, Connor? Was... I'd say the Muth was almost Bluth. Almost. It was, almost was, Bluth. Was, no, the Muth was Luthen. Well, they need to Luthen him a little bit more. Yep. So he can be fully, so the Muth can be fully Luth. He had seven catches for okay, 58 <laughs> yards uh, at 12.8 fantasy points. The Muth is almost Luth. Is this Trey Young or Mike Tyson? <laughs> Why I would like Trae to point... just shave his head. It's so. Bad. I would like to point out that Trey has has gotten better with his his list for sure. I heard him talking in the playoffs last year, and he's definitely been working on it. Why can't he shave his hair? Well, the same reason why LeBron doesn't. Same reason I don't. I'm trying no, to hold on, but LeBron keeps his hair short. Trey, <laughs> I mean, I don't. We love you, Trey. Uh, not in for life. Uh, I taught him how to shoot the ball. Anyways, the taxi squad update for Antonio, 38.4 points. Hertz, who is sitting on the taxi squad, QB nine on the season. Per Just think how many one. think how many points you would have in the taxi squad because James Robinson was that last spot on the taxi squad before he traded him to me. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> see what he's averaging antonio is averaging oh that's not antonio antonio is averaging a cool 39 points off the taxi squad this year he has a total of 235 taxi squad points yeah so let's see real quick james robinson has 100 points this year. He's currently the the running back nine. But yeah. so add another 100 points to that, and that's how many points he would have had if he didn't trade James Robinson as well. So he's, he's definitely tanking hardcore, and he's he's doing a great job at it. Yep. Just um, wish I would play, play him once, once this, this uh, season. Right, Dylan? <laughs> that's it for the week six review. Let's go into our Heroes of the Week. Hero of the Week. I'll take this first one. 
because it's completely contradictory to your hero of the week. That's true. My hero of the week is Derek freaking Henry. First off, go Titans. Beating the Bills. No one thought it was possible. The defense actually stepped up. Game plan, keep it all in front of them. It worked. Thank you, Josh Allen, for slipping on that last play on the one-yard line. Uh, you're an idiot. Just go right behind your center. Go back to the hero of the week, Derrick Henry. There's no way that a 6'3", 250-pound running back should be able to literally outrun cornerbacks and safeties. He I broke was... through that line. If you haven't seen this that play from Monday night, it YouTube was it because insane. It looked like he got like bottled up in the line, and then out of nowhere, just a Goliath of a man comes sprinting out and pulls away from safeties and cornerbacks for a 76 yard touchdown. Um, Next really gen stats clocked him at 21.8 miles an hour. Yeah. Dang. Uh, go next. Next time you see one of those uh, those school signs that. <laughs> that track your speed, get out and try and run 22 miles an hour. Ain't going to happen. You might pull a hammy. But Derrick Henry, King Henry, um, you're not only a hero, or you're not only a king, but you are a hero. Thank you. My hero of the week is backup running backs. Uh, They kind of carried the week for a lot of us in week six. Let's just look at a couple here. Do you want to consider Daryl Henderson a, a backup running back? who was backing up Cam Akers, he was RB7 on the week. Daryl Williams, Daryl Williams, RB7. Uh, Kenyon Drake, RB10. Khalil Herbert, Mm -hmm. RB11. J.D. McKissick, RB13. DJ Dallas, RB16. Alex Collins, RB18. Tony Pollard, RB19. Chris Evans, 20. Ramondre Stevenson, 21. I mean, what a week for backup RBs. Congratulations. Chuba, 24. Yeah. Devontae, Devontae Freeman, 25. <laughs> Devontae Booker, 26. Now we're getting the, into the into the weeds, but yeah, it was a good Still, week. I mean, the, those are all RBs. double digits. Yeah. Double digits from guys that you drafted way late. So, yep. Uh, impressive. Or picked up on waivers, probably, like Alex yep. Collins. Yep. David picked up on waivers the end of August. So, yep, yep, yep. On to Villain of the Week. Villain of the Week. You want me to go first? Yeah, you can go. My ahead. villain of Did the you... week is calves. Calves. Like, uh, not baby like cows. cows. No, oh. not baby cows. The calves uh, on our legs. Not my legs, but um, calves don't are. don't have any calves. So. Calves are, are uh, you know, they're, they're sick of it, apparently. They're sick of not being stretched out. They're sick of being pushed too hard. And they're coming back with vengeance. Dak has a calf injury. Kareem Hunt obviously has a calf injury. Nick Chubb, calf injury. Antonio Gibson, a calf injury. And those are the, just the recent ones. There's a lot more than that. So uh, it was hamstrings and, and uh, what was the other one? Was it groins earlier in the week? Earlier groins. In the year? Yeah, there's been a, a couple of glutes oh, this year. Oh, ribs. Yeah, I got on. Ribs. Was, That's definitely what it was. Yeah. yeah so that now it's calves. Watch out for your calves. Get your stretching in. My villain of the of the week is none other than the new hotness. Will I'm not even the new hotness. I'm gonna go straight to you, Will. Uh-oh. It is your roster and your culture. Whatever's going on there is not good for running backs. I 
He's got Tell the Tom Herman you... culture. That's what's happening. He's he's Tell practicing me. them too hard. Practice? We talking about practice? I don't know. We'd be ready for the game, not practice. Whatever you need to do um, to send me a trade, and, and I, I will see what I I can give for Austin Eckler to to save him from any serious injury. I know last year. He was maybe he was on your roster on a different league, but last year his hamstring like popped off, like it legit straight up snapped. So I was I'm assuming he was on your roster last year as well. Um, please yeah, I mean, just don't better, take any. He might as well trade Austin Eckler because I mean he scored less points in Week Six than Mark Ingram, uh, mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon, Devonte Freeman. I mean the guy's a bum, so he might as well trade him. Yeah. So uh, just people. So the league is on watch. Um, watch out for Austin Eckler, Mike Davis, Boston Scott, who doesn't play that much, Justin Jackson, um, and Philip Lindsay. So definitely watch out for those guys so uh, nothing bad happens to them or their family. On to league news. Uh, and this is where we would normally look at the uh, league standing spreadsheet provided graciously normally. Uh, are you getting some TDs off screen there? Um, no. <laughs> Will normally updates this for us, but uh, he Will didn't update it this week. Wow. Uh, speaking to the culture of his organization. Uh, now we are going to forgive him, assuming extreme sadness after his first loss. Uh, so we're going to give him, you know, some lenience here. Um, but I did you know, so graciously as your commissioner updated the playoff ranks at least. So mm-hmm. uh, last week as a refresher, Will was the one seed, David, Dylan, Jake, myself, and then Baxter was the six seed. Uh, had a little bit of a shakeup this week now. David Ooh. now on top, the one seed. He's Will, consistent. Will is the two seed. Dylan remains steady at the three seed. Baxter jumps up from six to three. Or from six Ooh. to four, Baxter jumps from six to four. Uh, I still remain at the fifth seed. And then Katie jumps into the oh. mix at the sixth With that seed. high score. Yeah. That 187. Um, so Jake essentially drops from the four seed down to the eight seed in the playoff rankings. Ouch. Um, after Katie, uh, the ranks are Katrina, Jake, Ryan, Eamon, Connor, Antonio. Um, again, yes. this didn't get updated, so I do not have handy the um, draft pick rankings, but we kind of know what it was last week. I don't think it changed much. I think it was basically Antonio, Eamon, um, Katrina, I think, Ryan. I think Will is is listening live to the podcast. Can you look at your phone, Sean, at that notification that you just received? Oh, I he, no. this is This is from Will. Uh Live notification. He said, "My B guys, just now getting to adding the data from this week. Uh, Literally okay. just sent it to us, and so. we are both going to reply at the same time. I suggest you okay. are a bum. We are, are recording, bum. and it is of no help. But thanks." for all your help and hard work. A little inside baseball for everybody there. 
Inside baseball? Yeah. I mean, that's what they call it in the biz. Oh, never heard of that. Let's go to trades real quick. Let's kind of knock some of those down. Well, we only had one, I believe, that we haven't talked about. Yeah, the steal of the week that people would be ripping me for and coming to steal anything and everything. Yeah, so David receives the aforementioned Jacoby Myers, who has the most receiving yards without a touchdown ever, and a 2023 third-round pick. And then Katie receives Zach Ertz. A 30-year-old tight end. That hurts real bad, Connor. Wait, Sean, who – you were talking about Katie's team and that she has a really good asset, right? Yep. Travis Who's Kels. that asset? Oh, he, she has the best tight end in the game. So she paid a third round and her wide receiver three on the year. Um for a backup tight end. Yeah, who apparently she's going to flex. She's going to get flexed. Well, yeah, she Zachers. has to. She traded, her, she traded her receiver. So her top receivers are obviously Adam Thielen, Deontay Johnson. Um, I guess Waddle, you could say, is, is, the, is the wide receiver three now. So she lost her wide receiver, her wide receiver four, which actually ends up being a flex. So uh, I guess if she thinks Ertz is going to get more – um, action and more points than Jacoby Myers and then go for it. But um, I've made it known. And, and Katie also obviously knows how I feel. Uh, I was trying to get her to get out of one of those, mm. um, but she stood by her pick. She says, I don't know the future and something, something. So she <laughs> traded away the future. I feel like either one of those pieces straight up for Zach Ertz would have been fine jacoby myers i feel like it's a better asset um mm-hmm. but yeah i i didn't think anything of it at first but i guess you had a, more opinions on it than than i did all right anyways uh we'll go to waiver ads the, the biggest one or really the main one to talk about was the digonis johnson for 43 buckaroos i'm surprised he wasn't on someone's roster uh, yeah. to be honest I am too. I guess it's uh, I guess it's mainly because he's got two of those, I mean, two stud running backs in front of him, so he was never going to play. Um, I yeah, will so, say that Katrina uh, did draft him uh, in the 26th, 22nd round, and then Katrina dropped him at, at back in June, probably mm-hmm. for a better asset. But yeah, so I paid up $43, outbid Katie, who bid $40. There were five mm, other or four other bids. On Dearnest. Um, I mean, gonna come right out and say it. I'm trying to buy a win here. That's all I'm trying to do. Oh, okay. trying to buy who, a win. I guess um, this is kind of getting into it. Let's see. Who do you, who do you have coming up? You got ooh, I mean, Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly needs to be frightened by my starting running backs. Are you ready for it? <laughs> starting running backs this in my running back slots, Dearnest Johnson and Demetric Felton. The two Cleveland backup running backs are my starting running backs this week. Both of them are starting. Both of them. Okay, so you're going like the James Conner. Uh, yep, I'm hoping that uh, Dimitrik gets the passing work. Dearness gets the running work. Uh, Denver's defense is pretty solid, but uh, what am I to do? Now, don't go look at my flex because I do have – Daryl Henderson and Jonathan Taylor in my flex, but my starting running back slots oh my are Demetri and the Ernest. So 
Anything I can do so to buy no, a win. You have no receivers. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I, w- I will be starting Demarcus Robinson. So here's to hoping he gets a catch for forty yards. God bless. Um. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Well, you can look uh, at my bench again. Dylan should be frightened. Um, my bench probably has a total of less than ten points on it projected right now. Bunch wow. of zeros. That is- that's apocalypse for you. Um, one other thought: it doesn't really matter now because you dropped him, but you picked up Darius Geis, the uh, mm-hmm. alleged alleged uh, domestic abuser. Uh, I was it, surprised hey, he's that, been cleared. It's uh, been cleared. Yeah, I guess so. I was surprised that uh, Will didn't pick him up. Will seems to be, you know, the the uh, willing to sacrifice morals for fantasy football. Uh, but Very close cool. second would have been you, considering you do roster Deshaun Watson. Who we can talk about. I guess that would be this would be the best time to talk about it with it around yeah. league news or something. Is he going to go to Miami? <laughs> I guess I just there's saw another report out saying that all this is just yeah, lies. I know. <laughs> but who would? Uh, I don't know. About I keep telling that. everybody this, who's who I've been talking to this week. My brain is a pretzel. I don't know what I'm going <laughs> to do with been, my team. Said that. I don't. I don't know what's going on with this situation. My brain's a pretzel. You could ask me in two minutes and I could have a different thought on it. So, well, if he, if he goes to Miami and actually starts, I might poop myself. I don't know that there's any way he could start this year. Cause I feel like as soon as, I don't know, you would think but, that Goodell would put him on the commissioner's exempt list, but I, if he's going to do that, I don't know why he's not already on there. Yeah. He's just screwing the, the Texans right now, if he hasn't done it already, because then yeah. they couldn't have an extra main on their roster, whatever. But uh, and then I will mention I picked up Case Keenum, the starting quarterback for your aforementioned running backs. Are you uh, throwing him in the lineup tomorrow or today? I mean, um, I'm I'm I haven't decided yet. We're gonna it'll be a game time decision because Jared Goff has been hot doo doo. Jared Goff lately. Yes, uh, the last two weeks. Combined is uh, 14 points. Oh, that's not good. Who are they playing this week, though? They're playing the Rams. Yeah, ooh, the double revenge <laughs> game. You never know. You never know. There, I mean, gosh, that my running my quarterback room has just been decimated. Uh, decimated. Dylan, Dylan messaged me and was like, "It's just ridiculous how many quarterbacks you have on your roster." <laughs> because I have. Joe Burrow, Jared Goff, Case Keenum, Deshaun Watson, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor, Jacob Eason, and and Huntley. So I have eight quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, two on taxi quad, two on IR. So that's where I can have those extra spots. But I had I had six, but I dropped my um, beloved Prince Dwayne Haskins this week to get Dearness Johnson to try and buy a win. Mm. Is that because uh, Dwayne Haskins on the sleeper app, anyways, depth chart? He's literally the very last person. <laughs> I don't trust their depth charts, uh, but yes, yeah, he has been inactive for every game this season. So <laughs> he's not even the backup, which is a shocker. Mason. I'm looking up Steelers' depth chart. You go ahead and go to the next thing, and we'll get an official. Okay. So, uh, this is where we're going to talk about – I'm not going to give out all of Ryan's trade strategies, 
but I will give you the one that I said no to because it was kind of funny and I, I had to think about it for a minute, but I, I did reference the league bylaws and said, I can't allow this to happen as your commissioner. <laughs> but basically he wanted to offer, um, like people could give him a third or fourth round draft pick and he would hold a roster spot for them so that they could trade a play like if they need to pick up another player they could trade one of their players to him and he would hold it for them and then he could trade it back to them whenever they needed it (laughs) so he was like a storage unit for other teams so that they wouldn't have to drop players (laughs) it's like well that's very creative but i cannot allow this to happen (laughs) that's very creative i guess he wants even more fourth round picks Apparently, well, this was before I sent him the very valuable three fourth round picks that now equals the second round pick. So, right, of course. I would just like to, these are just fun facts. I guess we can, I guess we got a little bit longer format since we're just doing one. For, for Ryan, this, these are the people that have a ridiculous amount of picks this year. Ryan has two first rounders, one second, two thirds. And one, two, three, four fourths. So he has nine total picks this next year in 2022. I hope he trades um, them because I don't think he can fit nine people on his roster. Nope. And then same with Antonio. We'll go over to Antonio. Antonio has two first round picks. Looks like it's going to be the number one and number two with how bad my team is performing. No, you're going to be uh, in the middle. Well, points wise, that's the thing. That's the issue. But it's my it's points total points. It's starting and bench points. You're like yeah, in the we'll middle see. right now. Oh, gotcha. Um, oh, yeah, because Miles Gas- Gaskin and other bench players. So Antonio's got two first-rounders, uh, three second-rounders. Nice. Two third-rounders and two fourth-rounders. So he has wow. nine picks as well. Uh, his, I know Eamon has more... three first-rounders. Yeah, we'll go over to Eamon now. Eamon has three first-rounders, one second and one fourth. So yeah. – uh, he's not too heavy in there, but that three first rounder is really going to help him. Yep. So Especially, I assume now he will be holding on to those and will not be looking to sell, uh, which he was for a while there. Was willing to sell one for a player. Anyways, not not very willing because I sent him a couple things. But yeah, I know. Same. On to the week seven breakdown. Weekly breakdown. This is our second week of non-con games, and it is the Bipocalypse. Uh, for a recap of week six, each division went three and three in week six, so no separation That's between divisions. Uh, we'll keep track of that. The first, do you, what do you want to do? You want to uh, go back and forth on these headlines again? Yeah, you want me to... I like that. All right, I'll let you go first. Okay, this is the Dirty South Spartans, who's three and three against Jamar Rule, and who's four and two. These are uh, these are ranked by me based on what I think are the best matchups of the week. Okay, so congratulations to the Spartans and Jamar Rule for being the top matchup this week. Um, let me pull up the projection just so we can have some type of reference. While he's um, doing that, uh, don't forget next week, week eight rivalry week mm, don't say it too fast i can't me neither 
I can hardly say it. Rivalry. The week of rivalry. I don't know. What about... Uh, Anyways. Yeah, go ahead. Jamar Rule is projected to win 172 to 164. So that's an eight-point game. Pretty good. Pretty close. Jamar, this is as of Jamar, Wednesday night, so people could make tweaks. 100%. Yep. Uh, Jamar succumbed to the Saints bye week and lost to the fantasy football team in week six while the Spartans returned to 500 after their bye against the replacements. Can Jamar rule the Spartans (laughs) over the Spartans win win it for Sparta? (laughs) Nice. The next uh, matchup is the warmest regards two and four against Dilly Dilly five and one. Uh, Currently, the warmest regards are projected to win this matchup 170 Mm. to 154. Storyline is Dilly Dilly said Dilly Dilly to the new hotness last week, handing them their first loss of the season while the regards honorably discharged Soldier Fields. Can the warmest regards take advantage of Dilly's top heavy roster and bye weeks to stay on their warm streak by stringing together two straight wins? Or will Dilly Dilly stay on top of the league and win their fifth straight? So just some background on, on this game. Uh, Dilly Dilly's top two quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins and uh, Josh Allen. Allen. Um, said Jared Allen. And Josh Allen are uh, both on bye as well as Stephon Diggs. Um, so a couple people of his are out. He is starting Byron Pringle, Rashad Bateman, and Deontay Harris. Which yeah, we'll see what start. happens with uh, Damian Williams because if he's out for Chicago again, he can he can easily throw Khalil Herbert in there. Though Khalil Herbert does have to play against Tampa Bay, not ideal for a rookie yeah. running back. Hopefully, he can catch the ball a lot. And then, so next we got the the big rippers and Soldier Fields. It's a four and two versus a two and four matchup. The big rippers are currently projected one seventy seven to one forty nine on this. However, it does not look like the roster eh, – her roster is set. I guess uh, Jarvis Landry is still projected points, even though he is not um, officially off the IR yet. Sounds like they Story might line, activate him, but we'll see. <clears throat> Storyline is the, the Rippers have been consistently good all season, putting them squarely in the playoff picture while Soldier Field saw their two-game winning streak end last week. Now that, now that the Chubb will be hidden – on IR, will the, will the fields need some pharmaceutical help to get the wing streak back up, or will they rip the Rippers a new one on the way to their three win, third win of the season? Oh, I forgot about that one. That was pretty funny. <laughs> um, just for those, Nick Nicholas Chubb is a running back for the Browns and is put on IR because or not on IR uh, uh Chubb's not on IR I don't think yeah. so oh no um he's not on IR just want to say it <laughs> Nick Chubb's out so um, I guess technically he could be put in her yeah. IR yes that's what that's what but I mean but you. he's not on the yeah. IR so um, definitely don't want that wind strike to go limp so you need to get some pharmaceuticals to help get it back up 
how is this next game the fourth best game of the week? This next game is the fourth best game of the week because the Nompton Bulldogs, and that's it. It's the replacements 0-6 against the Nompton Bulldogs, 5-1, and the number one seed in the, in the playoffs. A short headline here, the replacements just lost their best active asset to a fractured hand, Dawson Knox, and the Bulldogs have won five straight. Will Mm. Will the replacements be able to keep it close? I think not. Sorry, I had to quickly ad lib because I had the wrong name in there. <laughs> yep, he had the Rippers. He's talking about how bad uh, the big Rippers are. I am not. Yeah, we'll see. I would if, never. We'll see if David continues his hot streak of over 200 points, even during buys. Um, see if he can hold on to that top spot. Um, Derek Henry doesn't have a buy until I think week 13 or 14. So he's at least got 30 points there. Well, next the, we got the Bulldogs are projected to win by like 90 points right now. So hmm. nice. Next, we have uh, a matchup that is actually better than that one. God bless you. Sorry, I had a, I had a sneeze there. Um, the fantasy football team who is two and four against the Waller Waller make you holler who is also two and four. The current projection is the Washington football team, 158 to the Waller Waller make you holler, 113. Uh, Storyline Waller Waller is officially looking towards the future, and it showed last week the fantasy football team got their second win on the season, and it's feeling a little little better. Uh, Can the fantasy football team continue to work towards a real team name, or will they or will their performance match the team name and remain boring and bland? Ouch. <laughs> first off, I'd like to say the first season that the Washington football team did not have a name, they made the playoffs. So hey, hopes are looking up. Uh, if you make your playoffs, you get, you get your money back, right? Mm, if you are in the top or half, or I think, I think you get gotcha. half back. Gotcha, gotcha. Or, yeah, I don't remember something like that. The grocery baggers against the new hotness is next. The baggers at two and four, the hotness at five and one. Hotness projected for a narrow victory here, 152 Mm -hmm. to 143. And the storyline is this. The baggers are on a serious slide after losing four straight while the hotness is coming off their first loss of the season. Will the baggies... Will the baggers continue bagging it, or will the hotness reignite the flame that burned so hot the first five weeks of the season? Um, just because of buys, I will mention the new hotness, or aforementioned the new warmness, uh, is starting Nikhil Harry. Ouch. Who's projected three points. And Philip Lindsay, who's projected two points. Um. So uh, he's really hoping that Sammy Watkins and Teddy Bridgewater come out and are able to play. Otherwise, he'll have to refer to an, an Adam Humphreys and Danny Amendola possibly to complete that lineup. So the apocalypse. It, it could be a close game. If Patrick Mahomes goes off on Tennessee, which he probably will because their defense is trash, um, and then DJ Moore goes off against the Giants, I mean, anything could happen. And then I guess Garoppolo is supposed to be back against Indiana this year, so he, or this week, so he actually has two quarterbacks. It's a possibility that the Baggers could come with an upset. Yeah, I thought that Garoppolo was Dunzo. I thought Lance was going to take over, but it doesn't appear to be that. Yeah, that I way. mean, Lance didn't even practice today or I yesterday know. on Wednesday. Yeah. 
that's it for the Dynasty League. Let's quickly get into the Redraft League and look at a week six review. The top matchup was the Las Vegas Packers against the undefeated Hertz Locker, and the Packers pulled this one out 208 to 122. It was a butt whooping with Captain Kirk leading the way for the Packers QB2 on the week. Next was tiptoeing to the ship at three and two against No Diggity, No Doubt, four and one, and No Diggity put it on tiptoes, uh, 213 to 133. No diggity, no doubt, enjoyed the RB2 on the week uh, with performance from Jonathan Taylor. Matchup three, CD's Nuts versus Andy Gone. CD's was two and three, Andy Gone three and two. This was the closest matchup. Well, well actually, it wasn't the closest matchup, but it was really close. 128.17 to 126.98. Andy Gone pulls it out. Andy squeaked one out despite his two QBs combining for negative five points. What an embarrassment. Yes, that just uh, that's Daniel Jones getting basically negative 14 and Ryan Tannehill getting less than nine. Again, for you listeners that are not familiar, the redraft league is the Scott Fishbowl uh, scoring. So that is minus one for any incompletion and plus 0.5 for any for a completion. So that it definitely brings down some quarterback stats if you are not accurate or if you throw interceptions. Interceptions minus four, pick six minus six. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's rough. Uh, next was Adam Schefter's source against Peyton Manning's forehead, Man. and uh, Schefter's source pulled this one out really close, one sixty six point eight two to one sixty six point five one. So about point three points uh, making the difference here. Closest game of the week was likely lost by Dawson Knox breaking his hand on Monday night. All he needed was like one first down or a catch or something. Mm-hmm. And he would have definitely gotten some catches. I mean, he this was even with his two-point conversion. Yeah. Him throwing a two-point conversion. But, I mean, not to mention he also had uh, um, Kareem Hunt that went out whenever he did in yeah. the game. So that's two big injuries. Next was the Rona Raiders at three and two against Lancaster. I hardly know her. One and four. And the Rona Raiders pulled it out 155 to 132. Rona continues to be a problem winning the winning with a with a RB on bye in their starting lineup. He started Mike Davis last week. That Fantastic. hurts. And then the last matchup uh, it was a stinker. The no repeat stashies one and four against Kiss My Burrow 0 and 5. And the no repeat stashies pulled it out 185 to 115. Stashies started five RBs who combined for 120 points, 64% of the team's total. Uh-huh. Uh, looking at the league standings in a while you're pulling while you're pulling this up, I will say Sleeper has a new update that has the uh, rough rankings. It has the statistical rankings based on sleeper um, next to your team's win loss record now. So uh, these are not the end all be all because we have different scoring uh, parameters that get you into the playoffs. But it's at least uh, a cool little uh, thing to see whenever you're, you're just a quick look at how you're doing in the league. Yes. So top score. <laughs> On the week for week six was Cody. Interesting fact here is 
we've yet to have a team repeat as the top scoring team on the week. So we've mm-hmm. had six weeks and there's been six different top scorers. Kind of interesting. The highest score of the season was Baxter in week four, 251 Jeez. points. The highest scoring team on the season is the Hertz Locker, followed by Adam Schefter's Source. Uh, those two are kind of uh, up there at the top. The next, the third place team is about eight points below uh, Adam Schefter's source and that or eight points on average below eight point weekly average, actually about uh, 50 points below Adam Schefter's source is Baxter's team. The playoff rankings were unchanged from last week uh, goes Hertz locker, no diggity, Adam Schefter's source, Andy's Andy gone tiptoeing to the ship and CD's nuts and the sixth spot seven is now Las Vegas Packers, eight, Rona Raiders, nine, no repeat stashies, 10, Lancaster, 11, PMF, and 12, kiss my burrow. You know, you know what uh, is annoying? I had a, I had a terrible week last week, as, as everyone knows, and scoring wise, I think I had one or last two out of the last three weeks, I've been around 100 points. So, but I'm still four and two, whereas CD's nuts is two and four. Yep. Yeah. They have, 2.3 points more than me <laughs> on the season. So that puts them in the sixth spot instead of yep. me, even though our records are literally flipped. So, um, but you're really close. Yeah. Really close. close on counts, horseshoe and hand grenades. But I mean, we're not even halfway through the season. So I'm not, I'm not saying I'm missing it. I'm just saying that's just how, how much points matter. Um, so even if you are losing, if you do have a bad record, as long as your team's scoring, you still have a chance to get in the playoffs. And then, Whenever your team's scoring, you have a chance in the playoffs as well. So, yep. Let's get into the week seven breakdown for the redraft league. I will read off the matchups and storylines. Connor will pick his favorite storyline. The top matchup, according to me, for like the fifth week in a row, I feel like, is the Las Vegas Packers against the Rona Raiders. Both teams at four and two. Both teams not in the playoffs currently. Interesting enough, despite their records, four and two. Both teams are looking for a two-game winning streak heading into the bye-heavy week. Can Rona survive the bye weeks with of Allen, Eckler, and Lamb? Or will Rodgers be the Packers' Ivermectin and keep Rona at bay? You lost me on the You don't know what word. Ivermectin is? No. <laughs> it's, it's like a... It's a horse medication that people in the South were taking because they said it was helping with uh, coronavirus symptoms. Joe oh. Rogan took it also when he got COVID a month or so ago. Oh. Did that work? Uh, you'll have to listen to Joe. I don't know. Uh, he is our mm-hmm. friend and colleague in the podcast business. But Yep, true, true. Uh, just to mention, Josh Allen is on by for uh, the Rona Raiders, so he is starting Zach Wilson against New England <laughs> as well play. as – as well as Naheem Hines, uh, Kendrick Bourne, and Ty Johnson. Gross. Due to, to the buys that he has. Yeah, it's going to be a tough week for a lot of us. Next mm-hmm. matchup is tiptoeing to the ship at 3-3 three and three against Andy Gone, 4-2. and Storyline is, with Andy gone and off to college, the team has won four straight while the tiptoes continue their up-and-down season, alternating wins and losses on a weekly basis. With Andy gone, can the team defeat the Tiptoes like Woody and Buzz defeated Sid, or will Tiptoes step on their chances at five straight wins? 
I love the the continued uh, um, <laughs> Toy Story references instead of Andy Dalton, the, the backup <laughs> quarterback for the Bears. Uh, next matchup is CD's nuts at two and four against No Diggity No Don't No Diggity No Doubt five and one. Storyline is the nuts, despite two straight losses, remain in the playoff hunt, while No Diggity remains at the top. Will CDs drop their nuts on the table by knocking off a top team, or will his opponent say no? <laughs> um, I will say just a little extra on this. A big hit for CDs nuts was Russell Wilson going out. That was their only second. Their, that was their second quarterback. Um, so now they only have Sam Darnold in there. And remember, Russell Wilson was the second overall pick of this draft. Yep. Um, so he could he could start to struggle going down the stretch. Classic Russell Wilson. Uh, the fourth matchup is the no repeat stashies two and four against Adam Schefter's source four and two storyline. Schefter's source has found the scoop on three straight wins while the stashies are feeling better after their second win of the season. Will Schefter's source take advantage of escaping the week seven bipocalypse or can the stashies find a way to overcome three of their best players not playing? So mm. yeah, Eamon has zero players on by this week. And you've got your main people are, are Dalvin Cook, Keenan yep. Allen and Deontay Johnson that are yeah. out. Not great. Um, Not great. However, Mayfield is now out. So That's true. if Eamon does not listen to this podcast, which I doubt he does, um, he will still have Baker in there. Hurtful as our own stepbrother if he doesn't listen to the podcast. Yep. Yep. Um, other than that, and then the only thing really, again, you said he doesn't have buys besides Dalton Schultz. Um, you just got to be worried about uh, Kadarius Tony, looking like he's not going to play. I know. Going to have to throw some of your uh, maybe a little bit young Captain America, Mister Chris Evans, in there or something. Yeah, I've got I've got some pivot ideas, but <clears throat> pivot, pivot. Uh, I mean, I've got a Brandon Bolden who was awful. Yeah. I actually picked up Nico Collins. He's my pivot. Not mm. not great, but. He's in my dynasty. I like him. Waivers are thin. Big guy. Big guy. Yeah. Height supremacist. Uh, matchup five, the Hertz Locker five and one against Lancaster one and five. Storyline is it was a long fall from the top for the Locker following their highest scoring week with their lowest scoring week while Lancaster returned to their losing ways. Unfortunately for Lancaster, they have four of their top players on by, meaning they will be hurt and trapped in the locker, giving the lockers their sixth win. Yeah, there's no way unless unless Antonio's team just come collapses. He's got they one, collapsed two, last week, that's for sure. Three, he's got three, four people in his starting lineup that are on buys right now. Paris Campbell's now at the IR, uh, as well as Juju and George Kittle. Um, I would like to mention that none of those players are actually in his IR spot. Um, it is very obvious that Will does not care about this league, and he is donating the money to whoever does win the championship this year. It's unfortunate that he doesn't and know how to use IR spots. And donating uh, Justin Fields to Dylan's roster. <laughs> it's 
Still bitter about that. Not Last matchup. Just facts, facts. Uh, is at the bottom here. Kiss my burrow. Zero and six against P- Peyton Manning's forehead. Two and four. Storyline. PMF lost a really close one to Schefter's source last week while the Burrows got blown out by the Stashies. Will PMF headbutt the Burrows or will the Burrows kick them right in the forehead? Who knows with those two teams? I think, think I'm going to go – I just – I think I chose this last week, but uh, the Toy Story references, you well, threw in you Woody mean? and Buzz in this one. And Sid. Not to mention Creepy Sid. Sid. Um, I got to go with that one. And I, my prediction, let me look at the matchup again real quick. My prediction on that game, it's a pretty even game within five points. My prediction is going to be that Andy gone is to, goes to five and two. That'd be five straight and wins. Tip and towing to the ship. Uh, falls Ooh, i don't know man that's gonna be a good game i'm excited for that game it's a good matchup let's go to the pirate league yeah let's go on to the pirate league me mateys in week six the treasure the point treasure was an extra point per rb catch that's two ppr per rb catch and it uh, it honestly didn't play that big of an effect on it on the games. I don't feel like it. It really didn't. I mean, uh, Jared McKinnon Cairo, had it might have but... two catches. Not Jared McKinnon. I was looking. Uh, no, I'm looking at the wrong thing. I was thinking the highest of, score uh, was uh, our good friend. Hey, Chalavi. Hey, cool. Chalavi. What do you think about about that? Hey, I don't know. Don't you know about that? Ah, look at the look at the cap over there. The cap. Ah, hey, look at them TDs. Um, yeah. So the running backs with the most catches, JD McKissick had eight. So on top of his good week, uh, Zeke ended up having seven catches. Leonard Fournette six, Najee six, and then um, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, and Devin Singletary all had five. So yeah, um, he had, those are kind so of the Lavi had Mixon. In the roster, Zeke, who had seven catches. So, yeah, he had two high-volume pass catchers. Yep. Highest-scoring team of the week. Yeah, and I got to play him, I believe. So, um, uh, Looking at the playoff picture in the Pirate League, it goes uh, Chilavi. Eh? Chilavi. Cairo TX 13 and Ship Ahoy 2, Baxter Pirate Booty 3, Lancaster 4 seed, Katrina, she lost last week, uh, still the 5 seed, and then Connor, you're squeaking in there at the 6, you have mm. lost 6 straight, you started out 6-0, and oh, you're now 6-6 six and six in this league. Yeah, it's been it's been rough the last couple ones, and I, I, I'd like to apologize, I did not play Chalavi, I played uh, Jake and Walla Walla, and I would like to mention that... <laughs> Two straight weeks uh, that Walla Walla has taken the bold strategy of not protecting any players, by the way. Oh, I didn't even see that. I, one I will weeks. admit, he sent me a trade for him to get T. Higgins for me, and then I get uh, OBJ. And I was like, I literally, I was like, why would I accept that? And I clicked on it and declined it. 
<laughs> and then I saw that <laughs> I saw that it was in the pirate league and I was like, oops. <laughs> so I went and sent it back to him and he accepted me at least. So my apologies, Jake, for declining that. Uh, I don't want my honor to come into question. Yes. And uh, then Cairo TX grabbed uh, Brandon Cooks from Dylan and sent back AJ Green. Not too egregious. Not terrible. Um, F Ballers Bum, our good Kentucky boy out there drinking moonshine out here early in the Yee-haw. morning. Yeah, all right. Keep all those teeth out there in Kentucky. Um, picked up Joe Burrow and sent back Taylor Heineke to Katie. I mean, the- that's rough because Burrow's been been getting better and better this whole season. Hopefully these two, you know, messaged a little bit during their matchup, you know, might get something started. To, oh, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we'll leave that alone. Um, Baxter stole Daryl Williams from JLOP172 and sent back Naheem Hines. Not, not too bad. Not too bad. Well, the Naheem Hines last three weeks, 3.2 points against Houston, 1.8 points against Baltimore, and 0.1 points against Miami. Okay, that's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> the worst one of the week uh, was our friend Katrina. Again, Oof. Vegas Vegas is undefeated. Uh, she did not protect any players, and uh, I sent her oh, She Brandon. didn't? Nope. Oh. I sent her Brandon Bolden, and I received back <laughs> Dalvin Cook. Now, oh, uh, the victory lap feels pretty good until you realize Dalvin Cook is on bye this week. But so I'll have to wait a week to use him. But uh, that's what happens when you don't protect players. Well, at, at least he won't be taken from you this week whenever you lose. Yep. That's, am, I, am I playing you this week? No, you're playing uh, J Lop, but oh, right okay. now projected to lose oh. by like 25 points because you got what? big week. Week seven. If I beat oh, J Lop. Yeah. If I beat JLOP, we get to learn Chalavi's name and location. Chalavi. Chalavi. I like a pepperoni. We're switching <laughs> to Italian. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, the last trade was uh, Will uh, had to send Keenan Allen to Chalavi for Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, upcoming week, the bonus is a two-point bonus for quarterback pass touchdowns so it's basically eight points for a pass touchdown um so we know who that is going to favor but it should inflate the the um inflate the points more than than we've seen the other weeks all i'm saying is if matt stafford doesn't throw at least four touchdowns against his old team if the rams are playing playing versus detroit at home yeah so they're playing at SoFi, if Matt Stafford doesn't just obliterate them, I'll, I'll be hurt. Understandable. Understandable. Well, also, that uh, is last, – Sorry, lastly, Cairo TX is currently projected to beat me, and he has an empty slot at his tight end. Nice. Oh, because he stole Dawson Knox from me. Mm, that's tough. Yep. Yeah, I currently I, – I don't know who to drop because I had so many buys this week slash injuries. I've got Chris McCaffrey and George Kittle on IR, and then Zach Moss, Cole Beasley, Mari Cooper, and Mike Williams all on buy. Not to mention uh, I had to drop some people that were on buy just so I could try and fill a roster this week. It's a tough week. It's, 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 it's Um. 
before we get to our dad jokes, want to remind you, go rate and review, follow, like, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Um, help all those uh, fantasy football players out there find us and talk about <laughs> have them listen to us talk about our own league because I'm sure that's fascinating to people that aren't in our leagues. Uh, but who knows, you know, if we get enough listeners, we'd love to expand to do other things. You never know. Uh, sure. Also, we've got a bunch of uh, exciting partners coming on board. The uh, money should start flowing in uh, soon. Not really. True. We're, we're not excited really. to announce those uh, at a further time. We're not, our PR people have told us that we cannot announce that yet, but That's correct. That's uh, correct. possibly they, next week. They are, uh, they're trying to figure out a pay scale due to the shock and awe from the number of listeners that we have. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll leave that there. All right. Uh, on, on the dad jokes. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Or you want me to, to throw it out there? Uh, you go for it. Okay, I don't think I've I don't think I've said this one. If I did, let me know and I'll go to backup. Um, with the fall coming around the corner, there's a couple chilly mornings. Um, what do you call it when a snowman throws a tantrum? I don't know. They have a meltdown. Ah, I have to think about that one for a minute. Mm. I think I get it. I think I get it. Okay. This is a new one I got for you. Hopefully all of them are new. Well, yes. Some of them I know you've heard, though. Oh, gotcha. Um, What do laxatives and seat cushions have in common? They both touch your bum? Nope. Close. They're both stool softeners. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for the podcast, everybody. Uh, we hope you have much success unless you're playing one of us in week seven, and then we hope you lose. Uh, until next week in week eight, we'll talk to you then. Good luck. Survive the bipocalypse. <laughs> Buy toilet paper. Bye.